0: I'm your host, Dr. Ned Hoke, a veteran in natural methods healthcare, speaking with you today from Sonoma Valley, California for an hour of health topic, digestion, and discussion. Please stay with us. And welcome back to Health Matters. Thanks again for joining us this uh, glorious Warm day and what a what a adventure we have in Sonoma Valley this week and, and all summer actually it's it's going to be a very busy time today we've got a lot of things to cover so hold on to your hats we've got a lot to talk about we're going to be joined our principal guest today is we're going to be ta- we're going to be joined by Barbara Marx Hubbard and we're going to be discussing Birth uh, 2012 which is basically a, um, a takeoff on the uh, Mayan calendar event of uh, the end of December 2012, Barbara Marks Hubbard has a lot to say about that and has a whole class that's uh, organized to creating an environment where we can push off from the end of the Mayan uh, existence into the next level. That's kind of a new age thing, so please stay f- for that if you like. But before we get there, we really want to cover um, the Sustainability Day upcoming at, at the uh, the the Green Day, hosted by the Sonoma Ecology Center and the city out at Sonoma Garden Park. That's at 1996 7th Street East. What a, what a day it will be this coming Saturday on the 9th. And it's going to be a, a workshops-filled day out at the Garden Park, which for those of you who don't know about it, it's a, it's a, a cooperative agreement or a cooperative of. A, a, Process between the City of Sonoma and the Sonoma Ecology Center. And there are going to be a number of interesting presentations on all different parts of sustainability. And if you read this week's Index Tribune, I'll just pick up a few parts of it. Um, there's a, it's a full day of workshops covering a wide variety of green topics. Will be held on J- uh, July ninth at Sonoma Garden Park. All the events are free, so this is almost like a, a day camp for a one day camp for uh, adults and children. But it's all suitable for the beginner, and there, the whole idea is to expose uh, of our community to different parts of the green lifestyle, if you will, and green living and sustainability here in Sonoma that are being championed by so many people that are involved locally. The series of workshops begins at 10 a.m. and it goes to 4 p.m. Uh, each of the presentation will be a 30-minute presentation, and it's a, all a drop-in situation, and um, then there'll be 15 minutes of, available for questions. And here's a, just a, a rundown of some of the topics. Um, Melinda Kelly, one of our favorites, will be leading the uh Eco leadership 101, basically uh, all that it takes to lead, lead our way into the into the new, the new world of the ecological life. Watershed uh, and and source to the sea, led by uh, Becca Lawton. Uh, getting involved in volunteering. Uh, next class is mulching at 11:30, led by David Gould. Count me in, a citizen science, uh, led by Sandy Funk. Worm endings unlimited by Debbie Stevens. Habitat Gardening, led by Cassandra Liu. Uh, Green Your Diet, Designing Installing Habitat Gardens. Go Green, led by Wendy Akins. It's is going to be a... A cascade of wonderful, fun things, and what a great place to be on a on a lovely weekend. So, for those of you who may be interested in any part of this, you can call uh, uh, Julie at nine nine six zero seven one two extension one one five, or go to the SonomaEcologyCenter.org dot org for more information. But I urge everyone to, who at all could be close by, to go to that and have the fun of being there. And it's all free and all available, and should be a lot of fun for everybody. A great summer thing. Uh, upcoming this very evening, Ralph Metzer at, at IONS, the um, Earthrise Institute in Petaluma, will be will be showing a film on the medicine ayahuasca between both Peru and Canada. For those who are interested in shamanic journeying, Ralph is a good uh, uh, presenter on that topic. For more information, go to hopedance.org, dot eorg Again, I'm just kind of hurrying along because I know Barbara's going to be with us here shortly. Uh, Smile at Fear series. This is the series that at, uh, we talked about last week here at Health Matters. Um, Pema Chodron's uh, presentation beginning this coming Sunday, July the 10th, uh, at the Sonoma Shambhala Sh- Center. And she's, it's perfect for those who have been inspired by the teachings of Pema Chodron, but were unable to a- attend the live retreat. This is a DVD retreat. And there'll be a five-week video discussion group led by the Sonoma Shambhala Center teaching staff. Drop-ins are drop most welcome. Um, and you can go to Shambhala, Sonoma Shambhala Center website. And again, for our last week's guest, uh, Sandra Barrett, will be doing uh, this uh, weekend, her program, Friday, that is Friday through Sunday. This is the Cells and the Sacred, also at the Earthrise Retreat Center and Ions. This is the one in Petaluma where Ralph's minister will be there this evening. So those are the kind of the exciting things that are happening upcoming. But this, this is, as we all know, summer is a blaze with wonderful things and fun things to do. So I'm hoping that all of you who are, have time to be away from their garden or have time to be away from other things you're doing, that you'll take part of our commu- in our community efforts and our community uh, opportunities here. So, uh, so getting ready for uh, Barbara's visit, I'm going to read a couple of lines from a um, another uh, website about <clears throat> the upcoming uh, 2012. Will it be the end of everything, or will it be the dawning of the age of Aquarius? No one really knows. One thing's for sure: December 21st, year 2012, is the day we know we, is the day time we know will end. So at least claimed the Maya, the ancient civilization that lived in, in Mesoamerica since 2600 BC. The Maya had extremely complicated methods of keeping track of time based on three separate calendars. The most important, most encompassing of these calendars holds the long count, the period from the beginning until the end of time. On December 21st, 2012, the long count expires. It will be point zero. Time will be up for the universe. It will literally be the end of days. And here's our guest. Welcome to Health Matters. Hello. Hello. Is this Barbara? It is. Well, Barbara, welcome to Health Matters. I was just actually getting our audience uh, tuned up to your oh, good. Imp- impending okay. arrival, and we were just talking about how... For those of our listeners who may not realize that December 21st in the year 2012 is the day of the end of time, according to the long count in the Mayan civilization. So since we have you with us, who know this more intimately than do I, maybe you could start, Barbara, first by introducing yourself a little bit, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then maybe go right to what is important about the 21st day of December 2012.
1: Okay, well, I'm Barbara Marks Hubbard and i would say i'm an evolutionary educator mm-hmm. a social innovator and real student of conscious evolution
0: okay and this and and so supported by Deepak Chokra as, as a matter of fact so yeah got... i'm
1: part of this emerging evolutionary movement okay that is you know it grows out of all the great movements of peace and civil rights and human potential and mm. women but it it's one more step further in that it's identifying what's emergent, mm. and it looks at the crises on Earth as a evolutionary driver towards innovation and transformation and greater synergy. Mm. So we, we really are developing an evolutionary worldview that I think is the most hopeful and the most um, inclusive.
0: Well... Having myself been part of the human potential movement in the late sixties and as a, I lived at Estland for a couple of years and then became an Estland workshop leader those long years ago, I became familiar with some of the stories or some of the, some of the impetus of probably the, the, the forces that you're talking about actually in, in more in, obviously in the modern time. Right. The, the present time. But there was, there was much of that kind of hopefulness and that much that the idea that there was, the potential of human transformation of a rather extraordinary kind, and 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 in my own experience, we found that there literally was that humans literally could evolve in a way that was in, in, amazingly uh, broad and and much bigger than we possibly imagined. And so, and what you're doing, and with the groups that, we, as I read, and I'm not at all f- deeply familiar with what you've done, Barbara. So I'm a mm-hmm. little in the other than what I've read a little bit. Um, uh, it you're you're casting a much uh, instead of a merely an existential evol- evolution, you're talking about a cultural evolution, and you're suggesting that if we all kind of, or at least those of us who are inclined, can get on board this train, if you will, uh, that literally that we can in we can we can make this happen in a way. Is, is that? Am I understanding that correctly?
1: Well, it, you know the the beginning of a more conscious. Evolution, a more intentional and deliberate evolution, I think started around 1945 when the U.S. dropped the bombs on Japan.
0: Uh Aha, I see.
1: And suddenly we saw we have the power to destroy our life support system and life on Earth. Right. And I was just 15 years old at that time, so I asked the question, what is the meaning of the new power that's good? Mm. What are positive images of the future equal? The science, technology, industry, modern techno- modern capabilities? And the answer is nobody knew.
0: You're nobody. Ask, you're, asking, pre- you're, you're asking president. that question in 1945? Yes. Oh, good. Well, that's a good time to ask it, I suppose, yeah.
1: And, and so I became a, a, a student of the question of the meaning of our power, and then to make a long story short, I discovered through Teilhard de Chardin, Buckminster Fuller, and Abraham Maslow, and many other wonderful pioneers, that the meaning of our power is to liberate our potential to to become a co evolving co creative species. I actually think we 're at a species evolution point of view
0: okay, so now, as I read what it's saying you 're saying that this isn 't going to happen unless unless we come together to co create this greatest feeling of love, mm-hmm. resonance, and social synergy in the history of the world so this is you you're offering a class actually, uh, the A C E class. I am. The, I'm
1: doing a wonderful class called Agents of Conscious
0: Evolution. Okay.
1: And we just finished the first one. We're going to do a second one starting July twenty sixth. And we are actually I I say it's a map to cross the gap. The gap is the breakdown of current society mm. and the breakthrough Across the gap would be sustainable, evolvable, um, co-creative culture, and we're in a gap. We're in a choice point. We're in a chaos window. However you want to see it, from an evolutionary point of view. So suddenly, the human species has to wake up and say, "We could we could do this more consciously." That means we have to each wake up, realize that the crisis we face is also our birth to something more, and my course is taking everybody through the story of our own evolution, Mm -hmm. placed in the larger evolutionary context, and then imagining what is this heart's desire in each of us to create, to be, like your vocation, your calling, your life purpose, and how can you best express it? For the good of yourself and for your world. And so this course is a, we had about uh, over 700 people in the last course and it was thrilling. And you can, uh, you can find out, you know, this course. I'm sure you have that information. But I hope that you will also listen to an Activation Day call. It'll be a free call on the 16th of July. And Can we should you should, get, ha- you should get, have all that information. Well, give too. our give
0: our well go, would you give our, our listeners the the benefit of that if you would. I I don't have that right in front of me.
1: You don't. No. Well, I think what you need to to look at is um, let's see. It would be birth twenty twelve dot com. Mm-hmm.
0: And then anybody that goes to that site will be able to to yes, find birth2012.com. their way Yes, dot com. Find their way. So now this class is. Would you say Barbara that this class is um pretty focusedly oriented to some obvious emergence related to this date or is this class sort of functioning appropriately standalone and and then the, the, the date will come and pass and whether the the class will still have been the class i'm trying to i'm trying to see the connection between or how you see the connection between the upcoming the actualness of the upcomingness in terms of the date itself, the, the 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 moment of the Mayan calendar, et cetera, or Nostradamus or whatever, and and your class, how how are those how are those two issues interfacing?
1: Uh, well, see, what I I I have not been a student of the Mayan calendar. Oh, I see. But the 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 belief is that they were amazing galactic observers, and that they had a calendar that actually was not just about this Earth, but the way the galaxies line up, and there is a a shift point in a very long galactic calendar that ends on December 21st, 2012, according to some of the Mayan scholars, and people have blown that up to mean there's the end of a world. Actually, that's not true. That's not what any sensible Mayan scholar says. But people have like to exaggerate it because it's the end of a long phase of evolution, and when you really look at the truth on earth, we are coming to the end of a phase of evolution. we can't continue to to populate, pollute, and fight in this this degree and survive even for another Fifteen twenty uh, years, you see.
0: So, uh, so, so, is it just merely as a practical matter, even independent of the fact of the calendar, is is, is that literally you see the ecological demands and requirements of the current uh, situation, such that the w- whether there was a Mayan supposition of December two thousand twelve or not, we simply are at the end of the rope in terms of our the the, the, the of the reality of existence as we've. Chosen to see it, yes, and we literally—we ha- know it's not sustainable. Right, we have we could, to move if forward. If we had
1: one more doubling of the world population, we would kill all life. Mm. If we had a nuclear holocaust, we could destroy life. If we continue to uh, to uh, you know have carbon dioxide flooding our environment, we will have global warming, and hundreds of millions of people will be displaced or go underwater. I mean, this is no. Fun. Okay, this we're... is not just um, some kind of myth here. So, so we also have financial problems. We have. There's probably going to be, uh, unless there's mass die-offs, there's going to be 10 billion people by the year 2100. Now, th- this is beyond the carrying capacity of Earth as we're going. Mm-hmm. Certainly, if people want to have a more abundant lifestyle, and mm-hmm. then you have China and India, you know, industrializing. So what we're facing here is a massive crisis, Mm -hmm. and it's slow motion enough so that, you know, often people don't realize it, but more and more scientists are realizing it, more and more people are realizing it. So consequently, um, we're all getting it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's, uh, it's it, and it's and it's in, and it's in the paper practically every day one way or the other depending on what your attitude or what angle you're looking at the, into the window from whether you're listening to Bill McKibben or you're listening to uh even the uh, investors in terms of the Wall Street people they recognize that you know these changes are these horrific changes are are about and with us, and the other thing i I wanted to just mention and not not go by it uh, without being super uh, appropriately respectful the the Mayans were in fact though they were extremely enlightened in terms of their sense of time and they cal- they calculated the exact duration of a year within a Within a thousandth of a decimal point, uh, far better than any Greeks or the philosophers or enlightened person ever did. So, right. so they have proven themselves to be exquisitely sensitive to, and uh, to this moment and this moment of December uh, 2012. Literally is. A huge moment in terms of the movement of the planets as well. So when we come back from our break, we're going to need to take a break, Barbara. We're going to come back okay. and then, and then if you have any thoughts about the sort of astrological relevance of the day, we could talk about that. But otherwise, we'll talk about something else. So please stay with us. We're listening to Bar- oh, okay. to Barbara Marks Hubbard. Uh, we're talking about uh, birth 2012 and her class the that are related to, uh, somewhat to that. And so please stay with us. You're listening to Health Matters on KSBY mm-hmm. ninety one point. 3 and Sonoma. Please stay with us. We'll be back with you in just a moment.
1: Okay, kids, the campfire's out. Let's hit the road.
2: Uh, Dad, the fire's not out. It's still smoking.
1: No, uh, close enough.
2: Come on, Dad, do your homework. If it's too hot to touch, then it's too hot to leave. I knew that. You're never too young to get your Smokey on. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Brought
1: to you by Smokey Bear, the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at
0: SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires.
2: The Sonoma Theatre Alliance wants you to know about an exciting new rental opportunity offered during our Summer Festival of Theatre 2011 at Andrews Hall this summer, calling all singers, actors, musicians, one man or woman shows. For a nominal fee, you can rent Andrews Hall and be the star of your own show. Smaller shows taking place on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday when there is a show on the main stage. We're offering a smaller version of Andrews Hall to support up-and-coming entertainers looking for a showcase. Give us a call at 996-6003, and we'll tell you more. Thanks, from the Sonoma Theater Alliance. Would you like to be a pig?
0: Sun FM, 91.3. K-S-V-Y, Sonoma. And welcome back to Health Matters. Dr. Ned Hoke today joined by Barbara Marks Hubbard. And we're talking about her very provocative um, and forward-looking work in the area of conscious human evolution. And we were just going to talk about, um, and I was going to inquire of of Barbara, what, what she thought about the... The specifics of the of the of the astrology and the sort of the Mayan convergence and and those things did you did you yourself have any feeling of con, of convergence with those things yourself?
1: No, I'll tell you what I have a big feeling about is emergence, mm-hmm. and so what we have done on the Shift Network and with many other friends is identify December twenty second, two thousand and twelve as day one of the next stage of our evolution. Mm -hmm. And whatever happens on the 21st, and as you know, there's a very wide range of opinions. Yes. uh, And and many of the actual Mayan scholars say that the Mayan scholars never said there would be an end of the world on December 21st. Jose Arguez thinks that the noosphere, the thinking layer, will get its collective eyes. It will actually, will link up you know, there are many prophecies about that. But what I feel for sure is December 22nd is going to follow December 21st. Right. And many of us feel that while things are breaking down, it's also true that many things are breaking through. So, Innovations in health, education, energy systems, uh, relationships, spirituality. So this, this is going to be an effort to celebrate and connect and recognize what's being born through us. So when we're calling it Birthday 2012, it's actually a birthing of this emerging humanity. And it's really true that both things are happening simultaneously. The breakdown of the old is happening. We can't grow like this in the womb of Earth. The breakthrough towards a more compassionate, creative evolvable structure is also happening. And there's so much effort put on what's breaking down and so much news about it and so many movies about it and so much fear about it that we are truly balancing out what I think to be an irrational fear Mm. that there's not coming out of the Mayans and it's it's coming out of a type of mentality that's always seeing doom and, and I I don't share it I really don't
0: okay well that I, I'm glad because I I it it seemed it it seemed to me as I looked at what you were talking about I I didn't feel that you that what I read from your your class anyway indicated that you were you know, astrologically oriented, or no, I'm you not. Know, yeah, and, and so it, I, so I was just, I, I didn't, I wanted to be sure I understood properly the, you know, the, how you saw the, the birth 2012 as, as, as having to what, what, what that had to do, and you just described. So let's, Are, let's, mm-hmm. let's get into the A- A- ACE training again because I think it is. There's so many pieces to it uh, and they're, they're sort of surrounded or that is limited in terms of weeks so each week there seems there was a kind of a theme so it says yeah. here for instance you uh, you start uh, July 26th that you're calling communicating the sacred story of conscious evolution mm-hmm. understanding the unfolding of the universe story through deep time history using the evolutionary spiral as a developmental framework now help me to begin is this a text. Is this your writing, by the way? Yes. Okay, okay. So then you're perfectly... This is
1: my writing. You're 100%
0: capable of of giving us an understanding of what the writing means. So... -hmm. so,
1: I think it's pretty obvious. We've all heard about the idea that the universe might have started with a Big Bang, and that's like 13.7 billion years ago. Right. And for all those years, it has been able to produce energy, matter billions of galaxies, trillions of planets, and it's created this little planet Earth. And then planet Earth began to create life and animal life and human life and great avatars like Buddha or Jesus. Now I think Earth is in it reached a limit to growth of self conscious humans. And many of us, probably millions of us, are awakening that we're part of nature. That we're able to co-create a future, and that the story unfolding—that's the sacred story. And if you look at it for the billions of years, it looks to me like there's a consciousness at the basis of it. That evolution is not just accidental, random change.
0: Which is, which is, in in many, well, it, which is prospered as sort of the the general perspective is that it's just sort of happening.
1: Well, there are different views on this, as you know. Sure. There's scientific materialism that basically says it's physical laws and chance and necessity. Right, right. And they don't even see a direction in it, because evolution has a lot of dead ends. It has, you know, you can't say it's going somewhere.
0: A lot of flowers don't bloom. Right. Okay. Then
1: there's the creationist. Right. Say, God did all of this from the outside. Now, then there's the sacred story, and the way I see it, and many, many of us do, is there's a deep, inner, evolutionary, universal consciousness that is at the basis of the origin of the universe, life, animal life, human life, and our life is now getting more sensitive to that spiritual input impulse in us.
0: Mm, okay. And that
1: conscious spiritual evolution...
0: Now if I may without without trying to distract you too much if is uh, is this consciousness has does this have a sort of sort of a religious spiritual center to it at all or is it is it or is it distinguished from a religious spiritual center in some way is it is it somehow different from that because it does it sounds like it It has it's fed by that, but it may not be the same thing. So help our listeners understand that a little bit, if you would.
1: See, I wouldn't call this a religion. I would call this a very deep sacred awareness. Mm -hmm. So because it transcends any religion, Mm -hmm. it's not Buddhist, Jewish, Christian, Muslim. What is it?
0: So it's the it's the real deal. Abs, Absent the trapping of religions, what I think I hear you say
1: it is, and right. it's, it's science based.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's we're looking at you might say the subjective or inner experience of being part of a universal evolutionary process. And, and this it, is not metaphysically uh, genius. It, you know, we are made up of atoms, molecules, cells. Right and we are, in a way, the, f- the resume of the story that created us, you could look at from the origin of creation to the present as a birth narrative mm-hmm. of what it took to create one little species like ourselves, capable of being conscious of spirit within, and capable of guiding our actions to align with a more harmonious future. Mm. And, and it, therefore, we are the most fortunate generation, I think, in the history of humanity, because this wake-up is really for the growth of humanity. Mm-hmm,
0: <clears throat> mm-hmm. And you, and, and in your first week here, now we're still at July twenty-six. You're, <laughs> you're, you're going to, we've jumped around a little bit, but you say here that you're going to, um, you're going to invite your students and your participants to reflect on the power. Of story to change yourself in the world you 're going to clarify your intention and purpose in choosing to evolve, so you 're going to kind of inoculate or reinfect us humans that that join you in this journey with yes. the very thing you 're saying, which is but but a but perhaps a, a more installed and orderly sense that that we really are at this pivotal beautiful moment of the opportunity to evolve when perhaps you might even say and this is more of a question to you that maybe previous generations really didn't have quite the same situation that we have, and so that we have this this uniquely positive opportunity to involve is it am I understanding that correctly you,
1: you got it exactly right oh good and, and you know if this is really true
0: mm-hmm. okay i i'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not arguing it, it, yeah. we're not
1: we're not like having a metaphysical uh, revelation that nobody could ever share. It's actually logical.
0: Right. Right. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm. We're on the same page here.
1: You're doing well. Yes. Okay.
0: Let, let's let's go to week two because we we got to keep moving here. Um, okay.
1: <laughs>
0: this is called understanding the worldview of conscious evolution. We we dealt a little bit with that, but you you, you say it 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 one of the, what I outlined here it says it it's it you it you mark a phase change in evolution itself, leading to vast empowerment of humanity. <laughs>
1: It's evolution by choice, not chance.
0: Okay. There, so that's how we covered that already. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then we get the tools to become causal in our lives to identify the situations and so on. Okay.
1: Then... We see, we used to think either God did it or there was nothing we could do about it. Right. Or it was written in the stars or we had karma <laughs> or this life was a veil of tears or, or we're out here just to get our own and it doesn't matter what we do. Right. So we're changing our world view
0: here. <clears> right, I got it. Well now you say here you can realize that you can choose the story you can tell about yourself uh, you can tell yourself about life experiences and therefore thereby affect your reality and everything around you. Yes. And, and and this is a very powerful uh investment I think, sounds to me like that that again pushing back at what you were just taking talking about a minute ago which is it all just sort of happens or it's karma or whatever yeah. you're saying here well we can choose this story to tell yourself about life experiences so you can actually look forward right that look and look back and you can look forward and therefore affect the actual reality of that which has was and is to be
1: you're so right you mm-hmm. know so in other words the, the, the sense of reality or the story you tell yourself will affect your actions, and your action affects reality, and you tend to create what you you see.
0: Right, and and of course, this is the part that is so commonly not fully realized in many of us fellow beings, at least in my experience and myself and others, is that you know we do live uh, surrounded by the. Uh, perhaps you could call it the mistaken notion that, like you you were saying, that it just happens or it was karma or something like that. So we have a lot of scripts that that hold those as being the essential truth. And so what I'm wondering, you could tell me and our listeners, how how do you propose to uh, break the bonds of that presumption that we carry with us?
1: Well, what I'm noticing is a lot of people, like I'm sure a lot of your listeners, already have some, I call it the flame of expectation or a impulse within them to be more, to do more, to express more, to love more,
2: mm.
1: to create more. And that I call the evolutionary impulse. Mm. The same impulse that created and evolved the universe is evolving you and me right now. And we feel it usually through the heart, as the heart's yearning for more, for greater meaning, for greater purpose. Like I was a mother of five in Lakeville, Connecticut. I had five children in the 50s, that old generation. I yeah. And when I sort of approached my early 30s with the fifth child, Hmm. totally loved my children, there was a deep depression that took over me. And the local psychiatrist would say I was neurotic. But actually, when I read Abraham Maslow and other of these wonderful thinkers, I saw that I was wanting to express more of my life purpose. I wanted to be more, to connect with other people. And at that time, in the early 60s, we had the feminist movement, but we didn't have what I call the evolutionary movement. It was too new and i have begun to realize there are many of us who might be called evolutionary women evolutionary men and we have this impulse within us to express and be more and we also feel we're part of the world and by expressing who we are and giving our gift we're going to help the larger world and we're we're longing i call us pioneering souls it's a really great type and on my course agents of conscious evolution I'm attracting people who have this yearning in their heart. And the great thing is they find each other all over the world through this course. And then they begin to co-create and come up with projects. And that's why I'm very excited about being able to offer it again. And if people want to find out about the course, it's theacetraining.com.
0: Okay, A-C-E
1: ace trainingcom right.
0: Splendid. Well, th- I'm sure that uh, this is the kind of, uh, for, for our listeners who are uh, so inclined, I mean, this is uh, indeed a, a, an opportunity. Uh, you, you talk in, in week three about bringing God home t- as our own evolutionary potential. So that really does invite us to see the size of, of the vision that you're having here, and
1: it, it, exactly that's evolutionary spirituality. Mm-hmm. And instead of projecting God outside ourselves, we're we're bringing that um, spiritual impulse of the Creator inside us,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is really what I think the design of creation is. We become co-creators. We create with. The greater creativity that creates us. I mean, in a way, that's logical too.
0: Now, well, so I wanted to, that, that takes me to my next kind of, kind of area of question, which really kind of addresses what we were just talking about. By bringing your, your, your to use your words here, bring your uh, brain and heart into coherence by practicing techniques pioneered by heart math. Tell the listeners a little bit about what heart math is and how, I mean, basically, so this was, this is in a way the kind of the answer to the question I was asking. Um, but in your own words w- what is heart math and what what does bringing your brain and heart into coherence well how, how is, is that part of this how is that part of this project
1: well you see what what heart math is an institution that teaches people a couple of really simple things one is that when you are in a state of loving appreciation okay your, it affects your nervous system. Your heart has intelligence in it. And when your heart gets into a rhythm, which anyone gets into when we feel relaxed and appreciative, it affects the brainwave. And the brainwaves start to, to actually resonate at the frequency of the heartbeat. And then you uh, really become more intelligent. And for
0: our listeners, benefit that actually is a measurable dynamic that there, there, there's a technique to this and you can actually yeah. you can actually see it on a screen
1: you can see it on a screen and they also if you just check out heart math you'll find it on the internet they also have all kinds of practices and and techniques and one that i love is called quick coherence so what you do you can do it right now is you put your hand over your heart And you just take a deep breath and allow that breath to go through your heart and experience something you love, something you appreciate. And as you do that, you just keep it up for, let's say, one minute. And it tends to shift your whole nervous system into a rhythm. And that's what we call heart-brain
0: coherence. I love it. We need to take a break. Another one, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good moment uh, so our listeners can keep that hand and their, bring their brain and heart into coherence.
1: Yeah, let's do
0: it. <laughs> We're speaking with Barbara uh, Marks Hubbard, and, and uh, we'll be back with you in just a minute. Please stay with uh-huh. us. Sonoma County employers remember this. In these rough economic times, Experience Works, a national organization, helps mature workers find employment and funds their training at Sonoma County nonprofit organizations. Once their training period is finished, they refer qualified candidates who are ready for your part-time or full-time positions all at no cost to you. So, when your business is looking for experienced and motivated employees, call Experience Works in Santa Rosa at 707-565-5610. 565-5610.
1: Ranger Station. Yeah, hi. I'd like to report a bear sighting,
2: as in Smokey Bear. We were about to head home after a bonfire, and Smokey said the fire wasn't actually out. He said if it's too hot to touch, it's too hot to leave.
0: Did you know that 9 out of 10 wildfires are caused by humans? No kidding. I'm a forest ranger. We never kid. Sorry. Kidding. Get your Smokey on. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires.
2: You're listening to Sun FM, 91.3 KSVY, Sonoma.
0: And welcome back to Health Matters. Dr. Ned Hoke today joined by uh, Barbara Marks Hubbard. We're talking about Global Activation Day, or that's what it's been actually, uh, birthing at December twenty second, 2012, and also her class, the ACE class, and we've been talking about Sort of evolved to sort of a, a level of human evolution that probably many of us, maybe we might we might have once dreamed about it, or we might have once had a feeling or an inkling about it, but we really didn't know how to actualize it. We didn't. We sort of imagined it was some sort of etheric thing that maybe some other people could do, but maybe wasn't really mm-hmm. p- part of our own potential. And you, and, and one of the ways you get us to to that place. Is Barbara? You 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 help us with the the the, one of the sort of central Buddhist steps, which learning the distinction between ego and essence. So so maybe you can uh, take a minute with us (laughs) as we slowly. We're only at week three here, and we're already you know solving so many problems. But
1: well, you're doing a great job. Yes. Well, the
0: the ego, of course, is our local
1: self. It feels separate. It gets anxious. It gets reactive. It often feels a failure. You know, it is all the the pain of humanity. Uh And essence is your own true nature, your higher self. If you ever access uh, something that feels a deeper and wiser and higher or spiritual self, if you love Christ, for example, it might feel like an inner experience of the Christ or the Buddha. Uh, Whatever your religion, the idea of essence is the true nature which has at its very core that spiritual impulse of creation that's creating you. And so the shift from ego to essence is shifting your identity from the separate part of yourself that may be seeking the higher power to bringing that higher power inside yourself as your true identity. And, and then educating your own ego to stop separating you.
0: Huh. now well, there's, there's a plan. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's kind of it a,
1: is a plan. That's true.
0: Yeah. No. And, and the thing is, of course, it really is what Christ taught, t- told us to do. Actually, you know. Yes, it's, it, it's exactly what all the great
1: faith said. You know, love your neighbor as yourself. Exactly. But you can't love your neighbor with your ego. <laughs> loving that neighbor's ego, because neither of those is lovable. Mm. It isn't. Well, but that's... when you get to your own essence, there's a deep spiritual beauty, resonance, natural loving power that actually is lovable. And then when you are at your own essence, you can experience it in somebody else.
0: hmm well, I think that, that again, that's a, a really a key a key piece it seems to me, because if we if we really uh absorb the idea that the ego is not the lovable element that the human potential exists with. I mean and so if so that all the struggles, whether it's between, you know, father and son or uh, mother and, and daughter or lovers or you know, marriage partners and so on if in fact they can but embrace the essence of each other, then they have the basis for their com- community, their, 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 their essential higher connection. Whereas if they, you know, they, if they believe the fiction of their, of their ego, then they're stuck in the, uh, the, the Kali, Kali Yuga, if you will, or the, the, the dark spin of the impossible, uh, irresolvable you know, conflict, which is you know the hungers and the, the the tastes and things that are that seem to be the sort of we imagine that to be our essence. When in fact, those are are, are less than our essence. It,
1: Right. So, so the shift from ego
0: to essence, which right. is week four. Oh yes, yeah. We're just. We're just slowly. <laughs> it's also a
1: lifetime journey. Great. But we. I was, I was,
0: well, I was, as I was reading this thing, I was wondering. I said, but by week four, I mean, <laughs> we, we you know, the, the accomplishment potential is either so daunting, or, or, or you know, or but anyway, but you say now in week four we get to learn to boldly follow and act from your compass of joy, your own internal impulse of evolution that guides you to right action moment to moment. Now, that's a tremendous faith in this essence we've been talking about, isn't it?
1: Yes. When you start shifting your identity to essence, there is within essence that impulse of creativity mm. that everybody has is, is basically to express your unique potential. Mm-hmm. Like with you doing this radio show, I'm sure there's part of you that just been. It's not that somebody made you do this or is paying you a million dollars to do it. It's a calling.
0: It's and, cer- it certainly better be. All <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Yeah, you yeah. You know, well, that's, that's what almost everybody I'm with it has a calling like this. It's sure. the greatest blessing you can have. More than money, more than fame, more than power is the ability to find within yourself that impulse that you are yearning to express and start expressing it.
0: And you call it a vocation. You call it a set of activities and archetypes that bring you consistent joy. So They do. So it is not not only not only like some you know sort of your hobby. It's it's the utterly utter central to the to your to your joy center if you will.
1: That's exactly it. And right. what Abraham Maslow discovered is, is Years ago, he studied well people rather than sick people. people. Good for him. And every single person who was radiant and, I would say, joyful, productive, had one thing in common. Chosen work they found intrinsically self-rewarding and of service.
0: Now here's here's another promise the seven s's. Now I mean oh my gosh you know there's the 3 this is and the 4 that but this is the seven essences. Now this is vital to but here's vital to so, social evolution you say synergy synchronicity syntony syntropy, spontaneity and super sexuality and self creation my that is a lot of s's. So um I'm not sure if we can get too deeply into each of them but just now, Barbara, what of those, of the seven, uh, you could talk about all of them, but I mean, I'll say, talk about a few of them. Say, yeah, say a few words about them because one they're... is synergy. Okay. And nature creates
1: whole systems, like a multicellular creature has more capacity than a single cell. Mm. And we're made up of trillions of cells. Each is unique, but they've come together to make a whole, which is like a human body. So one of the factors of social evolution is synergy, where if you're with two or more people working together, and by coming together, each of you gets to be more of who you are than if you were separate. Then you're attracted to co-creating rather than opposing. And it's very fundamental to evolution now, because opposition, even voting, where you have to have a winner and a loser is better than killing each other but it's not it doesn't lead to the greatest um, expression of creativity and you can see it in the US government now right we're blocking each other and the system seems to create opposition rather than co-creation
0: and it also it also gives the, gives the culture a sense of just at least in my case a, a sense of profound sadness to to it, yes. to experience that as as I mean, you, you, I mean, whether you hate the Republicans or hate the Democrats, hating doesn't isn't helping. I mean, it's it,
1: it, not helping, and it's not working.
0: Exactly, it's not working.
1: Yeah. And so, uh, in, for social evolution, we cultivate synergy in small groups, and eventually, toward larger ways of cooperating. And, so, and then, um, there is synchronicity. Right. Well, when you're on, when you're following your life purpose. When you're doing that which gives you joy and is creative, you tend to have more positive connections occur that seem like, how could that happen? I just needed this person and he called, or a book just fell off a library shelf and it was what I was looking for. But even deeper than that, it seems like you start getting facilitated in finding what you need.
0: You're in the groove.
1: You're in the groove, and I think it's because you're following a deeper pattern.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the pattern is there, but you have to find life purpose and say yes, or you're not in the pattern.
0: Mm. So would you say then that, I mean, I mean, obviously this is one can't, with a great sweep of the brush, answer everything, but wouldn't you say that a great deal of human happiness is simply not being in that place? Unhappiness? Yeah.
1: Yes. I think most of human unhappiness uh, you know, short of absolute starvation, war, and and terrible I mean, there's, illness, there's
0: a lot of things to be unhappy about. I mean, we're we're not saying well, that, but I mean, but but in a but, sort but, of existential oh, sense, I mean, in yeah, assuming short you're,
1: of those terrible deficiencies and attacks that we are prey to. M- millions of us, but once you start moving over from these massive problems and, and, and hunger and war and, and prison and, you know, disease, yeah. when you start inching up, and that's billions of people, then you are in the need for finding life purpose, creativity, expression, synergy, and synchronicity starts happening.
2: Mm.
1: And then here's my favorite one. It's supra-sex. Ooh. Now, what? Well, <laughs> that isn't super sex, but no, supra means that you, it, it's a shift from your procreation mm. and your sexual reproduction toward expression of co creation or self evolution. In other words, the sexual drive is moving up into a creative drive.
0: Well, it and might, it might the, be the, that might be easier for those of us over sixty-five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think you know here we. I'm eighty-one. Mm-hmm.
1: So here is whether women or men from fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty, mm-hmm. and on. They're saying life extension is a genuine possibility. That means we're going to live far longer with, without reproducing the species, and even the young women, when they have a choice, have fewer children. Or no children, so we're talking about a vast release of creative energy mm-hmm. that's is, not going into reproducing the species.
0: Which is which is and, and but you're saying there's a luscious. I, I'm assuming I put words in your mouth, but it's, I gather you're assuming there's a there's a there's a lusciousness that had been invested in procreation that simply is going to be now available for the, a tremendous creative force that's now going to be available for actually providing the the octane, if you will, at at, at least in part, for some of the really exquisite creative processes that you're inviting.
1: That is exactly right. And and think of how strong the energy for self-reproduction has been on this planet. I mean, it's a huge amount of work to have one child. And you think that families had five to ten children. Mm. It was the entire life of the woman was, was in that reproduction. And then the men... to to try to support that. Well, let's say it was needed at a certain stage of species evolution. But then we began to hit a limit to growth. So it's like an organic reality that the desire to self-preserve, you know, uh, self-protection and self-preservation and self-reproduction is going up the scale into self-evolution, self-creativity, and co-creation. So that's another S,
0: well, you've got you now to jump jump ahead. We've only got a couple more minutes, and just a couple, even if that we we'll only maybe a minute. So we say a word or just say a word about Irwin Laszlo and how he Irvin fits. Irwin How he fits into this this picture here.
1: Irwin Laszlo was a great student of evolution, mm-hmm. and his recent book, Chaos Point twenty twelve, okay. is saying we are at a chaos point, meaning the system is not in balance; it's chaotic, mm-hmm. and it could go. It tries to go back, and that's a lot of reactionary tendencies, but it can't stabilize itself, like the tea party. It can't stabilize there. So it starts to look for for new structure mm-hmm. and new consciousness, and if it can find it, it goes to a higher order. If it can't find it, it'll go to a lower order. Barbara will go to mafia or authoritarianism right. or fundamentalism.
0: Well, that's that's what we're struggling with. The uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the fascisms that's uh, that's lurking at every corner. So Barbara, we have to slip away. Give give your ACE website one more time if you would. Uh com. Barbara, thank you so much for taking some time with us on health matters. Thank you. Was Bye-bye. It was a pleasure to be with you. Wow. Well, aren't we lucky to have had the pleasure of Barbara to, oops, I've got to make this go away. Here we go. Hold it. There we go. So uh, that was fun. And uh, my, what a lot of interesting things that's about. And we were glad to have Barbara with us today. And uh, let's see. I want to remind our listeners again. We were so enthusiastically, we're still enthusiastic about this upcoming program at the Sonoma Ecology Center. And I'm trying to find the paper. Here it is, the paperwork that goes with it. Again, this is uh, this is on the ninth at Sonoma Garden Park. Workshops all day long. Workshops for uh, Sustainability Day starting at 10 a.m. and going to 4 p.m and for more information i urge you to call 9960712 or you can just show up by gosh no problem at all at the Sonoma garden park 199967 street east for sustainability day free for everyone good for the kids good for the grown-ups good for all of us and we really want to do we really want to also let's another way of familiarizing yourself with what the city of sonoma and the Ecology Center has done together and have continued to co-create, speaking of co-creation that Barbara was talking about just moments ago, uh, these organizations, both the city and the Sonoma Ecology Center, have teamed up in a bunch of very important ways to uh, add value and create and uh, maintain loveliness here in our valley. So uh, this is another way of participating and showing your support for being part of that which we should do more than just take it for granted, because it isn't here just by not by, by not participating. This is this requ- this sustainability is a participation participation project, not something that we just can view from afar. So please consider joining that work. We, we again reminding you of our uh, new uh, Facebook page, uh, KSvy Health, uh, and uh, on at Facebook, and uh, we're not going to go to Twitter just yet, but we're going to try to get our, to get our all of our past programs up on the um, on iTunes, uh, which we have yet to achieve, but we're well on our way to doing that. And uh, let's see, next week we'll be joined by um, Teresa Rousseau doing her uh, Dreamweavers program. We're always happy to have uh, Teresa join us. And if you cannot pacify your spirit and you let your mind be complicated with desires and worries, your disease will not be cured. To be healthy, You must avoid anger and worry, but keep your mind happy, your heart at ease, your desires at low levels. That's the basic guidance of the Yellow Emperor's Classic of Internal Medicine. That's the basic book, the ancient book of Chinese medicine. And a health matters motto still is, health care isn't a noun, it's a verb. Until next week, I bid you well.